How are you cool. doing, man? Good yourself, dude. Um, nice to e-meet you, uh, however one would call it. I don't think we've met in person. I, I doubt it. No, no, we haven't. No, no, we haven't. Nice to meet you, dude. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Uh, welcome to what I'm, I don't know. I, you know, people say it's a podcast interview thing and, and I'm like, I, you know, it's too common a word. I'm just trying to think. It's not really an interview. It's more like a, like you, like you say, like an e-meet. Like a discussion. Get an, yeah, a discussion, a chat, a chat mm. cast. Uh, so I wanted to use that originally as a chat cast, but uh, Google snapped that up before I even thought of it, probably. Arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so Ashley, welcome to Talk to Trev uh, podcast. Um, dude, I know nothing about truth and its burden. Uh, how did this uh, thing sort of come to be? Oh, man, we're like 12, 13 years running already. Um, so we've, we, you know, we've been around um, seasoned musos, I would say. Um, in, the, uh, in the early days, 12, 13 years ago, whatever it was, um, I was playing in a band called Unwritten Friday. And, you know, I mean, this is now going way back. So I've got to sort of like jog my memory a bit. Um, but yeah, I was jamming in a band called Unwritten Friday. And Calvin, the guitarist for Truth is Burden, was, uh, was jamming with a whole bunch of other dudes in a band called Halo Effect. The Halo Effect. And, you know, we played one or two shows together. Um, they were a lot younger than I was. Um, well, they still are. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, we sort of, I don't know. Know, through meeting each other at shows and whatever, they'd, um, they'd run into a bit of a, an issue for a battle of the bands where their vocalist had um, sort of, I don't know, I don't know if, he, if, you, if you call it moving or immigrating or whatever, but um, he sort of temporarily, however it was, moved over through somewhere on the coast or something, I don't know. And um, so he was that side and they had this battle of the bands thing and they pretty much asked if I could assist with the whole process um of you know doing this show they were like in some sort of semi-final or something like right. so there was some sort of level of importance around the idea and um and i was like all right cool you know um at the time in my band and written friday we were like a ticking time bomb you know if i'm absolutely honest um and and had been for quite some time you know like just high pressured kind of band we were we were always in each other's faces you know it was it was a difficult um, group of dudes um, playing in a band together, and I mean it was a rad, it was a rad time of life. Um, we had a, we had a great uh, time together as a band, but I, I do know that like uh, we all just had so many conflicts with each other. As much as we loved what we were doing in the band, and as much as we believed in it, there was definitely a sense of um, disagreement on a regular basis. Enough, enough so to sort of create a feeling that I just kind of got to a point where I wasn't all that behind what we were doing and I was right. kind of looking for a way out pretty much. Okay. And um, anyway, so, you know, now we've got this whole thing with Halo Effect that they asked me to help out with and, and I knew that the guys were into like progressive metal bands like, you know, Misery Signals, um, August Burns Red, stuff like that, that at the time were, I would say unknown. I mean, Misery Signals are still fairly unknown, um, but in, in my world, like, and, and the guys from Hello Effects world, like that was like the band, you know, if, if, if you could imagine, you know, like yeah. the, the master of influences kind of for, for us, you know, and, and still actually off, even for Truth and Spoon. And, um, and they were just into the same kind of stuff. So when I helped them out, there was just this immediate sort of like clicking of dudes who, who wanted the same thing. And it was, it was interesting because, I mean, I didn't know the lyrics to the Hello Effects stuff, obviously. Um, and so I just kind of like, winged the whole show and whatever it 
ended up being, it ended up being. I mean, they were way too technical for me even at the time. Okay. So I didn't really get most of the stuff. So like winging it was quite a quite a vibe. And um, and yeah. So anyway, same day as that show, I ended up saying to the guys, "Look, you know, I'm not happy where I am. Um, what do you guys say? You know, we do this thing, and um, you know, what's what's the vibe? You know, with your vocalist. I mean, their vocalist, like I said, had moved, um, and it it looked like it was time pretty much for everyone to kind of move into something new. So so anyway, that was the the beginning of truth and its burden. Um, of course, it didn't go down easy. Um, it, it went down with quite a quite a hailstorm of shit, you know, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I guess, you know, um, frankly, it was it was underhanded, you know. Um, I, you know, I should have been more open and honest with the guys when I left Truth and, uh, when I left Under Friday, and I wasn't, you know. Um, I was a lot younger in my in my life, um, and you know, when you're young, you don't necessarily do things the best way possible, you know. You I'm not, it's, it's, it's not an excuse or anything. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I guess it sort of is, but you know, um, you just don't, you don't seem to deal with situations quite the same way as you would today, you know, yeah. as, a, as a grown adult, you know, yeah, yeah. family you're, man. You're, you're more rest, mature. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, but I mean, you know, be that as it may, um, one thing led to another and there you go. Truth and Spurden was what it was. Um, and, and we immediately started, you know, writing songs and prepping for an album. I mean, we were from the get go, like I was, I was dead serious about it. And I, I even recall the very first meeting we had as a band when we were still talking about starting Truth and Spurn. You know, the, the discussions were, guys, we, we need to be a touring band. We need to go overseas. We need to release albums. We need to do this thing as properly, as professionally as we possibly can. And we need to do it with haste. That's, you know, that's, so, that's, um, that, that's actually a good segue because um, I can tell from the EPK that you sent me that you guys... I mean, it's 2007, started 2008, you're playing like Woodstock festivals and Lucky Fish and Lido Festival. And then 2009, you're like this festival, that festival. And then it, you start um, performing alongside like Haste the Day and a CDC. And, and you're playing all these massive festivals. Were there, were there like, was, I mean, you're, you're talking about touring and all that sort of stuff. Is Did you was it immediately a thought to go overseas and take this overseas rather be, than just be a, a South African band? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there was no, there was no question about it. Um, and you know, from, from the very, very beginning, my heart was set on becoming a, a, a road dog band, you know, um, mm. that was, you know, that was the, that was the idea behind Truth is Burden. Like, you know, I'd, I'd grown up, I mean, I'm talking from young, I mean, I must've been eight or so when I heard ACDC for the first time. Right. You know, and like I'd been sort of exposed to so much music and so much of what was going on in the music scene in general, you know, and my dreams had never really subsided, you know, that, that lust for wanting to go out there and prove yourself to the world and prove your worth, you know, that, that never really, um, even still to this day, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 38 this year and I'm still, I still, you know, I still got that feeling that, you know, hey, could you know we we could we could make it out there you know kind of thing who knows i mean but you know so you know you never let go of those dreams and that was Mm. kind of the that was the initial thing and i was pretty straight up with the guys and i said look if you're keen to join the ride like i will do everything possible within my means to get us on tours overseas to get us you know on on festivals to do as much as we possibly can be as active as we possibly can to release albums to make it proper you know um, at that time i mean it was a very young metalcore scene. The hardcore scene wasn't really much of a thing. Um, it had its time and then it sort of phased out when the Shaman, those dudes um, mm. sort of 
um, broke up and then it was it was quiet for a long time, you know. Um, Crossing Point had something going on in Durban. And so there were still like inklings of things happening in, in that sort of culture, in that scene. But, um, you know, when we, when we came into the, into the picture, we were like, we want to, you know, we want to fast track all this shit, you know, we, yeah. we want to. And, and from the get go, we were, I mean, I think we were together for four months. We had about six songs or something and I started getting us onto, you know, local tours and, and, and really started pushing, you know, and I mean, we did everything ourselves from the get go. We were, you know, we were just a very sort of DIY approach to the whole thing. And, you know, we did our best to, to get our way around the country, you know, and I think we did well. I think we've, we've maintained that kind of thing. I mean, we've had like um, moments where I guess you could say, you know, we might've even called it like a hiatus here and there where we weren't as active. We were, ne- we were never broken up, but we, w- we weren't as active, you know, and, but we definitely had the, the overseas goal, third album's goal, right. you know, we wanted, we wanted to do bands as, as bands do bands, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and South yeah. Africa wasn't, in the metal scene, it wasn't that much of a thing back then, you know, mm. there weren't, I mean, Groenturn like went overseas, you know, Caesar had made it overseas, you know, but like, there were a hand, I mean, we're talking handfuls back then, yeah. handfuls, you yeah. know, it's, it's not as, as active as it is now, you know, we're, I won't say every second band you hear has gone overseas, but there's definitely a hell of a lot more bands going overseas now. I mean, Rough Magic have been several times overseas. Mm. Um, they play huge Doomfest. There's a whole lot of stuff going on for a whole lot of bands, you know. So, and obviously the the Wacken, you know, battle has brought around a, a new phase of a new era for South African metal bands, where bands can now go and play the biggest festival in the world. Well, you I know, think this this is exactly yeah. This is exactly what we need in this country is is more opportunity to um, go and reach people abroad because we don't get that opportunity. Um, not many bands come out. I mean, I looking at I, I say that in in one sentence, but really, if I look at your EPK, the performances that you've that you've toured, the bands that you've toured with, I mean, it's it's a hell of a fucking list, man. Seriously, I, it's you guys have done. You've you've been to Europe. I mean, you've you know you've you've played alongside uh, not well not you know open four, but alongside Machine Head in in the Czech Republic. You know, jeez, um, I mean, not every band gets to do this sort of thing. And and there's a hell of a lot that's consistently. I wish I could show people from 2007 all the way through to 2020 the amount of um, performances that you've got. It's it's insane. It's non-stop yeah. by the looks of it. And I mean, that's exactly what no, we need, yeah, sure. you know, but I was going to say, no, actually, look, I, mean, you know, I, I knew nothing yeah. about you guys. Uh, and, and yet you've had this 13 year run of insanity. And I've, I, I've, I've, I've I, I, the name rings a bell and, and obviously you've, you know, the publicists that you have, oh, who's it? Uh, Warren Gibson and, and co. Warren Gibson. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Plug. Uh, plug. That's right. Um, I, I've, your name rings a bell, but I've never seen you guys live until last week, the Metal for Africa, the Winterfest. And, and that was yeah. such a shot in the arm because, again, we didn't have, if this COVID shit hadn't happened, I would never have heard you guys and we wouldn't be talking now, which is the, 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 the upshoots of, of this coronavirus. But now we're getting to sure. speak and the set that you guys did for that Winterfest was fucking phenomenal and i still remember like i still typed that that message was like fuck this band is this band is amazing (laughs) you know it's like it's like okay they're 13 years running it's the first time i'm hearing it why is that why 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 is it so difficult to reach people in south africa i think one of the biggest factors for a band like us not being known is physically the word hardcore 
I think people hear that word, they get the wrong impression. They, um, I don't know, dude, like I've, I've gone through the scene for so long, you know, and like we've, we've gotten to the point now where, I mean, there isn't really a hardcore scene now, if I'm absolutely honest, and I, you know, uh, there may be those who disagree with me, but I mean, there, there, there just isn't, you know, um, there are a handful of bands who still play the style and, you know, but for the most part, like it was just one of those subcultures that just didn't gain traction. You know, irrespective of how good the bands were within that scene, like it just never gained traction as a whole. You know, um, I mean, metal community is is small enough. You know, now break that down into an even smaller community. You know, mm. and and you know, I mean, we're we're smack bang between like punk rock and metal. Mm. You know, you know, and we're almost like the middle child. Nobody really wants to hang around, you know? <laughs> you're not know? the first born or the last born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, and, you know, so, I mean, there are those who, who fully love it and, and who, who are legitimately into hardcore and, you know, follow what's going on properly. And, you know, and that's cool. Like, we've had fans that have been with us since the very first time they saw us. And, um, and we'll always love and appreciate that kind of thing, you know? They've seen our growth as a band. They've seen the, you know, the, the ebb and flow of, of the scene, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think one of the biggest reasons is, is just the, the fact that we call ourselves a hardcore band, which, like, I almost detest now because I feel like it's such a, you know, nobody wants to pigeonhole themselves, but unfortunately some, some styles are just, they're that way, you know. You know what you are, you know. Um, and so you, 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 you put a, a fucking label to it and it almost, it, it almost throttles you in itself, you know, um, you pigeonhole yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it sucks because I mean, truth be told, we play a majority with metal bands, you know, and I think because there's a, Oh, they're, they're a hardcore band. Like a lot of metal bands are just like, you know, we're just overlooked, you know, and, and it sucks, you know, like I do often wonder to myself, like, you know, geez, you know, like why, why haven't we gained much traction at all as a band, you know, like I know we're not shit. It's one of those things, you know, like, you know, you write decent songs, you know, like, if you're in a different part of the world, you'd be well received or, mm. you know, on a different stage, you'd be well received. Um, and yet we still don't gain traction. You know, it, it, I mean, who knows, man? Uh, you know, it's a I, difficult like, one could, to answer, uh, isn't it? Because it's, it's just like, absolutely. fuck, how do you, how do you put this? There's like 17 million people in this country, maybe 1 million like metal. Okay, metal, totally. hardcore. You know, You're being generous uh, there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. But I think a lot more people are getting turned onto it. And I think with with events like that online, the the Winterfest, uh, Pat put on uh, with the Metal for Africa boys and girls, they did yeah. an outstanding job. Now, I'm going to use that as an example because I would have never have heard of Truth of Its Burden. I would never have heard, uh, seen, let alone heard, I would never have seen your band or you guys, um, if, it yeah. weren't for, if it weren't for something like that. Now, how's, how's this whole online thing because of COVID? Do you think it's going to change the landscape at all? Look, I can say as much as I think for us as a band, um, it's definitely changed um, for the good, you know. Like, at first, I, I remember, like, thinking at first, you know, like, fuck this whole, like, online thing. You know, this live stream thing is a bunch of bollocks. Um, there's no way it's going to work. Um, and, you know, I still have my reservations, like, you know, we all love live music. There's, there's, there's something a live environment has that, you know, sitting behind your computer. Yeah, the, the sound is have. different and, and everything and the Absolutely. feel and the sweat and the, the beer spilling all over you yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, and, the, you know, so, but having said all those things, like, 
it's pushed us into a corner. I mean, like, for example, you know, as soon as we went into lockdown, I immediately sought to finish my, my home studio um, project, which is where this, this, our, our show was, was recorded, you know? So um, immediately like got that off and, and just rushed with it and, and got it done, you know, and it was quite an undertaking. So, you know, there, there was all that that was going on. And, and if it had it not been for coronavirus, I may not have had that happen mm. just yet, you know? Mm. So now we have that. Um, then, then came the thing of like getting gear. I mean, I had to get gear to make all the stuff. I know nothing about gear and recording and all that shit. Like I know nothing about it, you know? So like I had to sort of start educating myself. The other guys in the band had started educating themselves. Um, there was a, a huge um, learning curve involved with getting ourselves geared towards Winterfest. And, um, and the opportunity that was granted to us, like when, when Pat, uh, I think Pat or, or Warren got hold of me, one or the other, you know, Warren from Plug, um, either one of the two got, got hold of me and said, look, would you guys be keen, you know, like to do it? And like, I was like, absolutely yes. I mean, at that stage, the studio wasn't done. We didn't have half the gear that we needed. Um, Ooh, you, had to and, rush you, know, you know, so like there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure, yeah. but I, you know, I've, I've never been one to shy away from a challenge, you know, and, and the same for the guys, you know, we've always been like, you know, what, fuck, let's, let's take this opportunity and let's exceed expectations. And, you know, and so that, that was kind of like our, our push that we needed at the right time, you know, where a lot of bands might've been sort of coasting along during coronavirus thinking, you know, what, fuck it, like it's downtime. We may as well not do anything. Um, we're just going to sort of come back when the scene gets back. Like we were like, fuck, you know, this opportunity is there. Let's take it. Let's grab mm. it with both hands and let's, and let's fuck shit up. You know, and, and, that's and, and, and you guys we... certainly did because that was a blistering set. And I was going to ask you, you, um, are you guys going to um, put that out on you, on your YouTube channel or is it going to be accessible for we people? We are. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. That's no, we def- yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We, um, you know, that was one of the, one of the early things that came about with the discussions with Pat was, um, you know, are we going to do this thing as a, as a legitimate live stream or are bands going to do like pre-recorded things yeah. that will be streamed? Yeah. And I think to be honest, I mean, you were there on the day you watched, I'm sure you watched all the bands. Oh, you oh, would have been, I tell you, I tried, I tried, but I, I had a function on. So I, 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 I would have sat there, but I had, I had something on. So yeah, I, I missed, no, for sure. I, I missed the first a fair few hours, I think. And, and yeah, in fact, but, it was, it was the band before you that I got to see. And then, then you guys came and I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And boom, blew my fucking cool. mind. <laughs> right. But, um, so, you know, they, they, you know, be, bearing in mind that like, this was new territory for all of us. I mean, mm. None of us are live streaming gurus. None of us are sort of home recording gurus. None of us know how to put music to video. Like this is all very DIY, yeah. um, you know, for everyone involved. You know, I mean, there were, there were guys in the, in the scene um, in some of the, in, in some of the um, band's performances that, you know, there were professional guys involved, you know. Um, of course there would be, you know, they, they needed to be. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like, bands were all stringing together all possible resources to make it work. And, um, you know, so I think given that, you know, Pat had given the opportunity and the whole thing came about of like, do we do a live stream or do we do pre-recorded things? I was like, I said to Pat, I was like, dude, to be honest, like we thought we could do the live stream thing, but the gears required to make that machine move Mm. are so much greater than if we pre-record and we do this thing, you know, as best as we could and then release that kind of thing, you know, as a full yeah. and, and 
ultimately it worked out that pretty much every band had the same idea. Yeah. You know, I think Chris um, Zanopoulos was the only guy um, who, who did a live stream yeah. thing, you know, and it's, 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 and it's, it's an extremely huge undertaking when you do it on a one band level. Now make it a festival mm. and try and pull it off. You know, that's yeah, really, I was, really hard. I mean, I, as, know? as soon as, as, so, soon as the, uh, the eight hours or 10 hours were done, I was like, fuck, that was so rad. It was, it was almost like being there, but without, you know, the sweat and the beer and, and whatever else. And, and I actually, sure. I, I really enjoyed it. And I was just like, fuck that. Well done, patent to the guys of Metal for Africa and the ladies. Well done. And then I just read, yeah. read comments, people saying, oh, that, that was okay. Oh, I couldn't log in. And I was like, fuck, organize your shit, people. You know, get there and enjoy sure. it. And just, just be grateful. You didn't have to pay a fucking cent. There, there's number Absolutely. one, you know, and it was free and it was the first time for everybody. Just enjoy it for what it is. You're getting to see bands where you haven't seen Absolutely. bands for the last four months. So, fuck, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know that's, it's, it's, the nature, it's the nature of people, you know. Um, if there's something to complain about, they will, you know, and it's, there's, there's a comedian. It, you know? Yeah, there's a comedian out there that from from the early '90s called Andrew Dice Clare, and All I right. remember one of his first shows that I ever watched. He said, "People are pricks." Boom, done. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. true though, isn't it? Because everybody will find yeah, something sure. to moan about, and you know, it's, okay, fuck it. I don't want to go on for a tangent yet. Let's just fucking leave that alone. <laughs> then then I'll, I'll I'll just get super angry and I'll start naming names and I don't want to do that. I want to live. No, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, I was I wanted to talk about uh, the genre of truth and its burden. Now you say hardcore, mixed between punk, metal. What are your influences? Because I've got a band in mind that the first when I heard you at the Metal for Africa Winterfest, I was like. Fuck! This reminds me of one of my favorite bands. What are your influences? Uh, our most—I would say our most obvious influences. Um, if you know the bands, you'd, you'd probably pick it out straight away. Um, are Counterparts, Misery Signal, Stick to Your right. Guns. Um, okay. Those are those are pretty big um, on the leaderboard for us as far as like our main influences are concerned. Um, I suppose bands like It Prevails as well. Um, Inked and Blood means, you know, these are not older hardcore bands. Life in Your Way, actually, I should have had them in the first three. Um, Life in Your Way is a biggie for us. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I would say bands like that. Um, okay. Uh, I, even a little I, bit of Architects, I'd say. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, one so of the bands that, that when I first, when I saw you guys live, I was like, fuck, this is like watching The Refused. No, really? I, yeah. Have you, have you heard I do of know The Refused. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the Swedes. Yeah, the, the shape of punk to come. That album when I Incredible, heard you guys, dude. yeah, I was like, "Fuck, this is like the, watching the Refused." It's uh, this is but wow. heavier, but slightly heavier, because they um, the yeah, Refused well, I mean, are very, that. very punk. They're very sort of punk. Well, not yeah, no, yeah. See, see, punk people go, but what do you mean, spiky hair and green? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no I hear what you're saying. No, yeah, and that's what I wanted to touch yeah. on was because you, you know, we've got a metal community and it's really diluted, watered down with metalcore, mm. melodic metal, and it's like, come on, people, it's fucking metal. Let's just, you know, let's yeah. be united let's fucking just, family, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. let's, let's all be happy together. Like you say, you pigeonhole yourself or, or, you know, and then you start like, fuck, I don't want to be just that. I want to be something else. Now, yeah. I, I Labor, that, that album is three years old. Come on, guys. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> 
about? Where's, where's, where's the new stuff? It seems to happen well, every I mean, three years. I mean, if you look at the, the previous one, your, your Reset Renew, that's a live EP. That was 2014. Um, so you did 2009. Yeah. You did uh, Sending the Hope Home. You did Choices in 2013. And then you did 2014. So that was kind of quick directly afterwards, but it is a, it is a, a live EP. Yeah, and then EP, Our yeah. Labor 2017. So, so what's new? What, what have you got coming? So we've, we've, uh, we've already started working on new material. Um, yes. We've got two or three awesome. tracks um, on the go. Um, we released a single uh, surfacing in between uh, now and our labor. So, um, so we haven't been complete duds. In, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would say the, the, the biggest part of, I, I originally thought that we would be pretty active on writing during lockdown. And, um, and I must admit, we started with that intention and then Winterfest came along and it, it, it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of attention mm. to get these things right. So we obviously re-diverted um, our focus to that. And so then somewhere in the middle of all of this, we got, we got an offer to do, um, you know, the Urban Session. I don't know if you guys have seen the Urban Sessions. Um, I haven't. I'm on a musical journey, yeah, man, because I'm discovering new shit every single time I do a podcast. I'm discovering new shit. So this is this okay. Is new to me, so cool. Rad. Cool. So there's um there's a thing called Urban Sessions, um and and they asked us if we'd be keen on doing a live stream, um which subsequently uh, has so we we're we're doing I don't know how you would say it like but it's it's a new thing, um but it's it's on the it's on the complete infrastructure backbone of Urban Sessions as their, their staging, their, it's, it's pretty much their thing. It's just rebranded um, right. under the la uh, under just me. I don't know if you know the record label, just music. Nope. Um, you see journey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, so, uh, so we're, we're under mongrel records and they're a subsidiary of just right. Music. Right. Right. They, mongrel. They, yep. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which is also, um, I guess linked to, to plug music with Warren. Right. And, um, and so we, we, we got asked to do that. And so we'll be, if not the first, we'll be one of the first bands that do the, um, the Hala Baloo live stream session. Uh -huh. And okay. that's, so, so now, so, so there you go. I mean, that's, that's the, uh, that's the thing that we're currently busy on. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more of a production than um, Winterfest was for us. Um, we're actually planning something that, like, I don't even know if we're just ambitious about the whole thing, but you know, I'm I'm hoping that people will get it. Um, basically, we're trying to do a stage production, like a, a theatre stage production. Right. Okay. And um, we're 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 trying to we're trying to sort of do something completely different, something unthinkable for for our style of music. Mm. Um, and so we're we're doing this whole sort of like post-apocalyptic themed, you know, show pretty much we're bringing a choir in we're bringing um is, we're is bringing music extra in. yeah <laughs> right. yeah so um i mean obviously all the other bands that have done the urban session stuff and and you know it, it is you know a band just playing their set kind of thing you know yeah um, but we we wanted to we wanted to do we wanted to do something that was different that would um possibly you know even sort of like just change general public perception of what it means to be a heavier band Mm. you know and offer something more of a, a theatrical kind of staged event rather than just a band jamming out on the stage you know kind of thing with so, that, um, so with we're that going be, for this with that being said what is what is the the message behind truth and its burden because it it almost seems like a um like message driven politically 
sort of not politically, but almost like Rage Against the Machine, like a message? Yeah, we def- I mean, we're definitely a, a band that has a, a message. There's no question about it. Um, we're a, a lot of the themes of, you know, topics we discuss and stuff like that, it's positive. Um, we try and get a positive message across, you know. It's a lot of um, social issues, stuff like that. Um, we talk a little bit about, you know, looking at yourself introspectively, you know, doing, doing that kind of soul searching kind of stuff. Um, you know, where are we going wrong as people, you know, as individuals? How do we improve ourselves? Things Fuck, like that, where do we know? start with that answer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 a, lot of, it's a lot of sort of, um, especially on, on, um, on our labor and even choices, the, the lyrics delve a lot into um, me looking at myself and where I'm going wrong, how I'm maybe even mistreating people or how I'm misguided and, you know, and how we can sort of just be better people. You know, um, the older you get, you know, the wiser you should be getting, um, theoretically speaking, obviously. Whoa, you know, not yeah. everyone becomes <laughs> better at an age. <laughs> I've met some real old assholes in my life, believe me. <laughs> oh, we all have. Fucking you know? hell. Again, but, uh, I, I want to live, so I'm not going to say names. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like, you know, we, we obviously just, you know, we, we wanted to try and sort of say something that would make people think, you know, how do I change my life? to improve my own life, but also to really have a strong and positive impact on those around me, you know? And so a lot of the, a lot of the lyrics kind of shape themselves around that scenario, you know, mm. um, as I say, you know, the older you get, the wiser you should be getting. And, you know, the more you tend to learn and the, and the e- I have found it easier. I'm not saying everybody else would, but I have found it easier to look at my own flaws and faults and, you know, change myself and realize you know what like you're being a dick there or you've got the wrong perspective mm. with what you think there mm. you know um, and we have to be um doing that on a constant basis you know otherwise you know we're not necessarily growing into our best version of ourselves and we want to be that you know I, you know i mean that sounds like super like i don't know you know oprah winfrey or or you know like but and you, you get, get one like, and you get one and you get one yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i get one what but, clap around the fucking <laughs> ear no doubt yeah so, so yeah, you know, we, you know, that's kind of, the, that's kind of the approach we've taken, you know, and yeah. um, I do talk about a lot of stuff like that between, between songs. Um, it's always been a part of our show in terms of the live show. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've got a, we've got a few things to say that's on our, on, right. on, on our mind, on my mind, that, you know, and, yeah. and I, and I don't like leaving the stage without having shared something. No, um, that's good. Where people, you know, w- would maybe think, you know, okay, hang on, you know, like what he said there maybe made a lot of sense. Maybe I should think about that, you know? Mm. And um, I mean, you know, if you have any sort of level of, um, I don't know, how do I, how do I word this? Um, if you're of any level of importance in a community in any way whatsoever, where you might one day have a microphone in your hand, like, my feeling is you should you should leave the stage with people feeling uplifted with with a positive note you know i'm not saying every band should do that you know but for us that's been my look at the whole thing you know i want to leave people thinking positively about their lives you know we live in a very negative world um right now more Mm. so than ever you know like everybody's hating life on a real level and you know with reason you know how do you you stay positive in this climate, you know, um, maybe watch a lot of sculpts said in it. I don't know. I do. It helps. Um, even though his stuff sounds super, you know, um, catch crazy all the time and pointless, it does lighten the mood. You know, yeah. uh, it has helped a lot of people too, you know? So like I, I tend to sort of like try and push that idea 
rather than, you know, blood and guts and gone bad shit of the world, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like metal's usually associated with like dark and, and, and heavy subject matter, you know, and yeah. I, I like to sort of say, you know, fuck it, we don't have to do that, you know, we don't have to be hectic, you know, we yeah, can yeah. also sort of like share something that's real yeah. and, and meaningful and people should be able to take something away from that, you know. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, we get that across. But I, at the same token, think people would look at that differently or, or, or receive it differently in some cases in a life setting. You know, like the guy standing with his beer at the back just wants to hear a band and thrash out, you know, like he's going to be like, well, fucking stop preaching to me kind of thing, you know. And like, yeah, you know, it's hard to kind of please everyone, you know, but like we've always, you know, we've always tried to sort of um, be true to ourselves and be true to what we're trying to push, you know, and you can't look at the bad guys or not the bad guys, but the guys hating on what you're doing and, and change yourself to suit that. Yeah. You know, that, that's not being sincere. You know, that, that, yeah. that's, you know, that's disingenuous. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be that, you know. So, um, so yeah. The two new it's songs that you say. guys are um, busy doing, is it uh, much different from our labor or what sort of, what, what can you tell us about it? So I would say they're a lot more um, technically, you know, you know, on the musical side, they're, they're a lot more sort of technically progressive. Okay. I would say, um, you know, our, our first album, Send in the Hope Home, was kind of, you know, if I think back now, you know, at the time when we were starting out and, and we wrote those songs, like we had no idea that frog metal would be what it is today. Yeah. You know, the peripheries weren't around then, you know, that kind of thing wasn't a big deal. You know, there were a handful of bands doing it and they weren't even that well received. So, you know, but... Yeah. So run, run of, through. Sorry, I was going to say run through the evolution for me from from the 2009 to the 2017 releases. Okay. So so Seven the Hope Home was a very very progressive album. Right. Um, we've had different drummers on every album, so that's worth mentioning because uh-huh, that definitely okay. changes the it changes the fabric of the weave. You know. Um, yeah. So you 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 you've got to know that like a more technically proficient drummer who's able to you know play off time shit and weirdo shit like you can work with him differently than what you would someone who's more capable of playing something more sort of straightforward so right. we've we've worked we've worked well with with members as we've had them um and 13 years you tend to sort of pick up a few and lose a few you know so yeah yeah but the first album um Send in the hope home was was very proggy more so than than anything else we've had you know so that was definitely our first sort of love i would say that was yep. what brought us together that was kind of where we cemented our 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 general sort of sound and feel. Um, whereas Choices sort of took a, a, a more sort of slow, slower kind of approach. Um, there were still definitely um, sort of progressive elements in our sound, but it was a lot more sort of tuned down on, on, on that sort of like metal sound, if right. I can say it that way. We sort of, we definitely veered more towards melodic hardcore on that release than on our debut release. Okay. I mean, some, some, some dudes into metal may actually listen to our debut album and be like, fuck, that's a rad metal album. And straight up call it a metal album. Yeah. You know, um, we definitely didn't have too much of the hardcore feel going on in the, on the first release. And, um, and then, of course, look, the live EP was pretty much just a couple of songs that we'd already been playing um, right. off choices. So plus one or two that hadn't been released on any album. And then um, I remember when we toured Choices in the States and in Europe, we were doing that tour and we, we got we got back and we were on the plane and home and we were talking about our sound and what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it and what we would kind of go for on a new album. And we sort of said, you know, 
we need to kind of do something that makes people want to move, you know, and maybe faster paced stuff would be, you know, kind of more along the lines of where we should be going. And so that's kind of where I labor took a different shift. You know, it was a lot more faster. It was a lot more aggressive. Um, we worked with a great engineer, um, with a great producer, Clinton right. Watts, um, from, okay. and you know, he just, he brought out the best in everyone on the day, you know, and, we just happened to just craft something that we were genuinely, genuinely full blown stoked on, which is our labor, you know? And, and yeah. so, you know, that was, that was for us, like, I guess you could say the final cementing of what we wanted to sound like as a band um, and the songs that we wanted to, to sort of push out there and the message we wanted to convey was exactly as it was, okay. as we'd always envisioned. We just took a long time to get there. Yeah. Now, where are we going with the, with the new material? is pretty much it's sort of like a an eye labor um approach for sure um in terms of how we write and structure stuff but there's definitely a little bit more of an inviting the old back to the to the fold mm, okay. you know we want to we we wanted to bring a little bit more of the progressive elements in you know that were maybe sort of featured on sending the home nice. we wanted to bring those more progressive elements in on the new stuff so um so yeah it is a it's, it's a more overall kind of career album, if I can say it that way, yeah. where there's a little bit of everything. So if you liked a little bit of, of the first album, you might like the, the, the new album that comes out. Right. You okay. know, if, you know, um, and so, yeah, it, it, that's, that's the approach we've, we've, we've taken to, to the writing process so far. So, so when it, days, when, though, so, yeah. yeah, so it's early days. I mean, it, you know, we, we, may, we may change direction, but, as, as it stands right now, I think everyone's in, in definite agreement that that would be the, the approach to have. Okay. And, and so, the, yeah. um, were you guys signed to record labels? We were. Um, okay, because I we see the first signed. two albums, uh, Hope Haven Records and then Rite of Passage Records. And, and then why switch over to the self-released uh, option? <laughs> uh, other than having control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We had a, we had a bad fucking run. With, uh, with Rite of Passage, which is actually Mediascare Records. Now, yeah. at the time, Mediascare isn't actually around anymore. They pretty much fucked over every single band. Oh, ouch. Okay. They were on their label. Um, but they were prominent. They were huge at the time. I mean, they pretty much signed every cool hardcore band there was. I mean, they'd signed The Ghost Inside. They, uh, you know, they had Betrayal. They had As Blood Runs Black. Um, they had a whole slew of metal and hardcore bands. You know, um, they pretty much had anyone who was cool at the time, they, they had signed and released them, you know. So <clears throat> they were quite a big deal label and well-respected. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we got on them through doing the, the Ghost Inside tour. We, uh, I mean, some, some may know this, others won't know this, but Truth and Spurton has been largely responsible for quite a few um, international tours here locally. Mm. Um, whereas we you know, we brought out the ghost inside, we brought out Comeback Kid, we brought out um, Havard, Shipwreck AD, Dream Shade twice, you know. So like I've 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 been very very active on that level in the scene, you know. Um, I've I've booked those tours and the band has always been the backing, you know, sort of foundational support for these tours, you know. And um, in in doing the Ghost Inside tour, our connection with Mediascare grew quite quite well to the point where, you know, Baron had actually offered us a, a deal and said, look, you know, on the new album, we'd like to release it, you know? And I was like, okay, rad. Like, obviously we're, 
mad stoked. At that point, you know, uh, Media Scare was probably its strongest, right. you know, as a, as a record label. And um, I mean, they were based in Los Angeles, California. Um, everything going for them, the best bands are all there, you know, and everyone wants to be there, you know, like they're at the prime and they ask us to join. And which then about a month or two later, they opened up this, this subsidiary um, imprint label, which was Rite of Passage Records. Yeah. And we, we, we sort of fell in that slot with a couple other bands, all good bands. Um, Why am I suddenly more... hearing the theme music for Jaws approaching me from behind? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so, I mean, it was, a, it was a weird situation all in all. Um, but what ended up happening was we, we toured Europe and came back to South Africa, did one tour here. This was like six or seven months solid of solid hard right. touring. Okay. Um, we did Europe, we did UK, we did South Africa. We went straight to USA for three months touring in the USA. And, and but when we, when we, when we got to the States, we, we were at, we were at Barron's house, you know, and he owned me a But at that time, pretty much we were at the beginning of what was falling apart, I would say. Oh, okay. It, 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 it felt that way. Um, there was definitely a sort of feeling in the air that the label was actually starting to disintegrate. Um, Ghost Inside had left him, and I don't think he could take it. That's the, the long and short of it. I think right. Ghost Inside stayed on his left. I don't know if you know the Ghost Inside, but I'm sure by now you would have heard of them. They had the huge bus accident, um, and they are massive as yep. a band. Yep. You know, in the hardcore sort of realm of things, you know. And um, so anyway, but the, but just before um, just before we got there, they had left the label to move over to Epitaph Records, which is obviously where Parkway Drive and Architects are. Mm-hmm. So you know, they they moved up to a a full on legit label. Um, yeah, they got po- is, were they poached or did they leave on their own accord? I mean, for argument's sake, let's say they were poached. I mean, they probably were. I don't yeah. think you would. Um, you know, I don't think they sought to. I mean. Everyone would want to get signed by Epitaph Records. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. In, in that in that neck of the world, like that's the going best best of the best label yeah. to go on. You know, all your favorite punk bands of all time are yeah. all there, yeah. kind of thing. You know, um, so it makes so sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. You know, yeah. and the label's got money. They got they got financial clout. Yeah, you know, they always have had. You know, they always will have kind of scenario. And they were they were diversifying their their roster for quite a while and then obviously you know fast forward and now goes aside on them and this had a knock-on effect with with baron and, and how media scare was run and it just started going downhill i mean we got there and um yeah like we did this tour and then we did the next one and then we did the next one on on, on our return we bought this van with baron halfway so like um calvin and myself so our guitarist calvin and myself we went halfway on a van on a van by Wow. Um, with with Baron, um, we didn't have enough obviously to buy a decent decent van. Yeah. So he was like, "All right, cool. Well, I'll you know why don't I go halfway with you guys, and then when you're not sure, I'll rent it out." Because he was already doing that anyway. So for him to buy another van wasn't really like that initial, that much of a you know out of the yeah. box idea yeah. for him. You know, he was happy to rent it out to bands, and we were like, "All right, well, fuck it." You know, like we're gonna come back, so that's all good. And what ended up happening was he fucked the server on the van. Oh. So we lost the band. We, you know, we got back to South Africa. We, we brought out Betrayal, which was another one of the, the label's bands. The tour didn't do well. It just didn't do well. And I think Baron's expectations were way high. You know, he'd had an understanding that they were going to do as well as the Ghost of Sides did. And the Ghost of Sides didn't do well. 
you know, mm. but he maybe thought that, you know, I think he was a little, he had a skewed idea on how well these bands would do in South Africa. Hardcore was small, yeah. you know, and these bands were unknown at the time. Yeah. When Ghost Inside came to South Africa, no one fucking knew them. They hadn't had the bus actions. They weren't on Epitaph. They were a small time band in South Africa. Yeah. They were big overseas. You know, they'd done, you know, they'd done support tours with Bring the Horizon. You know, they'd done Parkway Drive and all these things that they'd done by the time they got to South Africa. The people here are different. They don't know these bands the same way, mm. you know. And so, you know, his expectations were like, well, you know, Betrayal's going to come out here, who fucking nobody knows. And he sent them here with not even their real vocalist, you know. So, like, he sent them with a guy who was fucking literally reading lyrics off of fucking sheet. Oh, no. You know, um, I mean, respect to the guys for coming out here and, and giving it their best as far as the band's concerned. But, like, it was a weird vibe. There's no question about it. Like, it right. was weird. And it was, a, it was a difficult tour. And the guys left losing money Eesh. coming to Africa, you know. Yeah, that's not um, a good so, thing. So, you know, it, was, <clears throat> it wasn't a good thing. And Baron, Baron's retaliation was like, fuck you guys. You know, um, him and I, they had a huge argument. And I was just like, dude, what did you, what did you expect? You know, like, we've done all we can do. The band weren't known. You were pushing this band. I was very reluctant to do it in the first place, but you were just, he was trying to rebuild a ghost inside with another band, betraying yeah. a similar kind of sound. And it wasn't working, you know, subsequently straight off the tour, the band pretty betrayal broke up straight yeah, away. There you go. Um, I, I would say basically straight away. Um, I mean, we're talking months maybe, but yeah, I mean, they didn't last another year. That's fucking sure. Wow. You know, so, so things, so things just fell apart on various levels. Um, we ended up, um, we'd had help at the time from Anton and Music Connection and in Joburg, um, who'd, who'd hooked us up with the guys from Spawn Drums to get a drum kit for our US tour. But by the time we ended our US tour, they were doing, I don't know if you've ever heard of that NAM convention. Yes, I have. Huge yeah. gear convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the NAM convention was happening. We couldn't take the drum kit back to Spawn to return the kit. And Baron was like, no, 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 it's cool. Don't stress. You know, the kit's here if the guys want to get it or I'll drop it off because they, they weren't too far from, from his place. Right. And... Um, it ended up just being fucking, that's it. There goes the drum kit. Fucking never got returned. We tried, to, we tried our hardest to get the guy to return it or to let Spawn go get their kit back. We ended up having to buy that fucking Spawn kit outright and pay, pay music connection for, oh. for the drum kit, like a straight purchase, you know? Damn. So, you know, we, took, we, we didn't just take a fucking hit on the band. We took a hit on you took a drum kit as well. Fucking hell. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, we, I mean, we were broken, dude. We were proper, proper broken. You know, I labor itself as a album is a direct reaction to how we got fucked over from right. Baron. Not, not a lot of people know that. I mean, close it's an to angry people, album. This is, it is. Absolutely. I mean, we were, we were fucking pissed off. You know, Dead to the World is that kind of scenario, you know. Yeah. Um, Regain Composure was like, you know, we were fucking pissed off. Like, there was no question about it. Like, we had a lot to say. We were angry. We didn't actually tell people what had happened. You're pretty much the first person I'm speaking with in an open forum and actually sharing what's gone down here. But like, we've just gone down this road for far too long. Yeah, yeah. And people to need to level, know this to shit. To some degree. Yeah. People need to know it, you know. Um, and, and so kiddies, so here's the lesson. Don't sign with the record label because they will fuck you. <laughs> so the thing is this, all right, as far as, as, far as record labels are concerned, I think the intentions are great. Um, I think Baron was really, really not on. You know, he, he, had, he had a lot of bad ways about him. You know, he kind of had this gentleman's handshake approach and then mm. fucked you, you know, behind, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And it was that whole process of releasing choices on Rite of Passage slash Mediascare was, was a difficult thing. You know, I remember sitting there sending emails because, you know, you work in different time zones, sending yeah. emails at like two in the morning to try and get a response out of Baron. When is the album coming out? We spent months, and I do mean months, begging him to give us answers on things we needed to know. Um, it, became this, it became this running joke, look, you know, in, in our band. Like, and I say running joke. It wasn't a fucking joke. It was a sick fucking joke. Yeah. We were like, we were begging for someone to just fucking say, this is going to happen then. Yeah. That's going to happen then. I'm going to help you here. This is how I can help you. This is how I can't help you. This is what I will do for you. He did absolutely sweet blow fuck off for us. Nothing. Fuck. Other than, other than pick us up from the airport and drop us off like he did nothing for us. Any fucking like, dick it, can do that. Exactly. I'm going to do that. And, I'm going to go pick up a band and sell my record <laughs> label. There you go. Dude, it was, it, was, it, was such a, it was such a kick in the teeth. Um, I mean, we can go on for hours how badly that situation went down um, and how, we were, Yo, how badly we were treated as, as people. I'm not even talking, dude, if, if I had to go into the vibe at his house, like, people would probably be disgusted at how human beings were treated. Yeesh. Like when we stayed at his house, it was, it was fucking vile is what it was. You know, I know when where, I talk where to friends the, about Where's this owner? now? He's in the States. He's in, you know, he's in LA. I mean, somewhere, I suppose. I don't know if he started a new label. I, I kind of, you know, our last words weren't good and I left it at that. And, you know, we never, ever spoke again. And I, you know, how, does, how, how, do you, how do you break off the, the record contract then? Well, there, it was a handshake agreement, you know. That oh, was okay, Gen gentleman handshake. You know? Okay, you said so. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there wasn't any sort of. I you mean, know, we, we we have we have no right to to our choices album. So you, I mean, you we know, recently, you know what is so sad about this is that there's only one band manager. It's not a record label um, that did that, and that was Shep Gordon. And sure. and he, yeah, Shep Gordon, he's um, Alice Cooper's uh, band manager. And mm. um, uh, there was a documentary on Shep Gordon. It's, it's really really good. You should watch that. I'll check and, it and, out. And yeah. and, he, and Alice Cooper's been with him for the last like 40, 50 years or whatever. And it's not a single contract drawn up just a handshake and that was it yeah i mean that's what you want you yeah know? man i mean we were yeah no sure i mean like we were we were stupid in a, in a sense but we were desperate you know we'd we'd had this idea that like you know and i trust easy like that you know call it a, a fault of mine whatever like i it's just something I've always, I've been that way, you know, like mm. I, I trust easy. And when someone says they're going to do that, like my heart just says, you know, what? like give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like, dude, you and me are it, exactly the same. You know, yeah, yeah. like let him rather prove me wrong than, you know, me going to this whole thing with like contracts waving and, you know, let's do this and let's get everything yeah. on paper. You know, You've been stepped like, on, man. To, You've been fucking yeah. stepped on and enough is a fucking enough. Exactly, you know, and, and so that was, that was kind of where our labor went to the, to the self-release, you know, we, we, we were pissed off and it needed to be that, you know, it needed to be its own thing that stood on its own two feet and whatever it was it ended up being, um, we did more for ourselves than, than that record label could ever hope to have done for us, Right. you know, um, I rem you know, I remember like begging that guy to speak and he had, dude, he had everyone who was a booking agency and like top booking agency in Europe, in fucking USA, everywhere. Yet everyone on, on speed dial, like on that level, he knew all these guys. And we Jeez. begged him, dude, please, we want to tour USA. Like it would mean the world to us. The guy was flat out 
dude, USA is going to break you. Dude, USA is going to break you. And I was like, dude, we've been everywhere else. Like, fuck, we've sold everything we own. And literally, I do mean we've sold everything we own to do this. Like, give us a shot. And yeah. he was like, no. I eventually said, fuck this guy. I'll fucking book this shit myself. I got onto Facebook. There are a couple of DIY touring groups. Um, I mean, this is sort of like inside info for anyone who's ever looking to tour Europe or USA for that matter. There, you know, there are, there are groups online where you basically post your whole, you know, sort of uh, tour dates roster and guys will, who are able, who are bookers, will, will basically get in touch with you and say, look, I can do this show, I can do that show, and I know a guy who can do that. And we strung three months of fucking touring wow. on that on literally speaking to this guy, chatting to that guy, begging that guy. Yeah. And we, we, we built three months of touring out of that to the point where we got to the USA. And um, obviously they were like surprised that we'd achieved all this on our own two feet um, on our, on our own steam. Sorry. And um, yeah. that by the end of the tour, Baron, and, and this is no lie. We were in a fucking department store and the guy picks up the phone and he phones one of his booking agents and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, no, cool. I'll work with these guys. No problem. I'm <laughs> like, Dude, you could have done that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you we trying wouldn't to have fucking to have gone like, through this shit? Like, you know, we would have we would have had like, I mean, we had a rad tour. You know, it wasn't like the the, the experiences were were shit, but we would have had ten times a better tour. It would have been better for his label. Would have yeah. been better for everyone involved. Yeah. If he had just fucking pulled his finger up. If he if he had just done what he knew he could do, but he absolutely refused. Fucking and it was like, fuck. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. All it took was a fucking phone call. Yeah, yeah. Like, how hard is it that? Blew, it, it, <laughs> it blew my mind at how easy it was for him to just say, yo, dude, like, I think you should start working with Truth and its Burden, blah, blah, this, that, the next. I still remember, it was, the, the guy he phoned was actually Daniel McCartney, who at the time played guitar for a hardcore band called Gideon. Okay. I can't remember his. I can't remember his um, his booking agency, but they were prominent. They were booking every band around, you know. And like, this is who you're friends with that you can just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, work with this band," and it's done. Yeah. But you couldn't do that at the start of the whole thing. I don't yeah. know if he was trying to fucking Mr. Miyagi, yeah, yeah. yes, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it just seemed unreasonable. What did I say right at the beginning? Like, People are yeah, I mean, considering this band has fucking sold everything they've owned, they're not an American band, they're a South African band flying across the fucking ocean. You can just fucking show a little bit of fucking something, a little bit of love, and say, this is, these are my boys. You know, respect. You know? That's, you know, fuck. It's, fuck. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a difficult thing to, to have respect these days, though, to give respect. No. It really isn't. No, dude. Uh, I, that's I, the I, thing, I, you know. I, so. I, that's, you know, I've worked with some fucking absolute fuckheads in my in my in my life and up until fairly recently as well and i'm not going to mention names because those people are still around unfortunately but fuck sure you know you know it's, it's all about give and take you know and and i can see you and me are, are very similar you give and you give and, and you don't take a lot but you you expect something back in return whether you you verbally say that you that you want something back in return or not well that's, yeah, that's yeah, up to totally, the person yeah. but but respect, man, you know, I'm, I'm not a you fucking, know, I'm not a fucking yeah. dick, but you know, show some fucking respect and some, and some sort of business decorum. And, and that's why it says right next to my fucking name, Trev Lone Wolf Obi, because fuck <laughs> people. <laughs> oh yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. You know, like, I mean, I've, I, I can, I can say as much as this, like, 
obviously, you know, um, our discussion has, has probably, you know, um, brought out a little bit of anger in, in, in my approach towards the whole situation. I, I don't know if I'll ever What well, it sounds like you need it. to vent, dude. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, what do you, what do you gain from it other than <laughs> it's out there, you know, which is cool, you know, um, it's not going to matter anything now, you yeah. know, um, but I mean, as I say, you know, like I, I'll probably you can't change the past, will, you know, so fuck it, yeah. you know, so you kind of just got to let yeah, it ride exactly. out, but you've got to vent. Yeah, no, totally. You know, um, if, if anything, you know, that became a vehicle of progression for, for right and eye labor, which to me as a, as a, you know, a vocalist in a band and having done this for 20 years odd, you know, like I'm proud about it. And had that not maybe happened, maybe that would have been a lesser effort, you know? Well, you so, see now, now this, you know, this, this, that I find very fucking important because you telling the story makes me want to listen to the album with greater depth than just putting an, sure. on, putting headphones on and, and closing the eyes. Now I want to actually listen to it because there sure. is, there's a story <laughs> behind it. There's a love of labor behind it. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. I mean, it, 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 it always has been, you know, um, and it's, yeah, I mean, as, as South Africans, we're like, you know, we're, we're grinders, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we are. Like, some of us get a little bit further than others, but we all grind, you know, yeah. that that's an unavoidable fucking reality for us, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, it's difficult to sort of like push an idea for all these years and have no one listen to you and have no one show interest in what you're doing, you know? Um, and still push with the same amount of gusto, but we are, and we still believe in what we're doing, you know, we still, we still love what we do, you know, and we've always been, as I said earlier, you know, we've always been sincere and, and, you know, true to our, true to our nature as a band, you know, um, and that's, that's what's kept us going all these years, you know, um, we're, we're best friends. I mean, I, I've, you know, I've been best friends with Calvin pretty much since the beginning of this band, you know, we've, we've grown, we've, we've grown apart at times. We've grown closer at times. You know, um, I love my boys, you know, they, yeah. they mean the world to me, you know, and we do. Well, like you were saying earlier, you, can't, you can't be in a band when there's so much conflict. You know, there's, there's going to totally. come a point where you've got to just say enough is a fucking enough. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, it's, 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 been a, it's been a weird 13 years, I'd say, so far, you know, ups and downs, you know, members coming and going, stuff like that. You know, that's all going to happen. 13 years is a long time for everyone to stay 100% on the same page. So that, you know, it stands to reason that guys will eventually sort of like find home elsewhere. But um, for the most part, like Cohen and I have maintained what we've always wanted to and what we set out to do from the beginning. And I think that's a really, for me, that still remains at the forefront, you know, and I love the guys in the band that are, that are here now. Um, I think we're on a, I think we're on a forward trajectory in a, in a way that we haven't been for quite some time. I think I think I think that's nailed it. Ourselves, but yeah, yeah, I think that's nailed it because I think you're in a forward upward trajectory. I, I think um, if if it weren't for the Metal for Africa uh, Winterfest, I would never have heard you guys, and um, I would never have heard I Labor. That's for sure. And I'm glad that it's happened, and I'm glad sure. that it. Oh, I look forward to seeing you guys live, live. I'm going to call it live, live from now, on, not live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> live, yeah, live. Totally, dude, totally. <laughs> Kiss out of right, eh? Live yeah. alive. There you go. Alive live. Yeah, oh sure. whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> well, Ashley, I just want to thank you for um taking the time out. Um I know I, I could carry on with this conversation for quite a while and get into the depth of that O's fucking house, but I don't think I wanna um <laughs> I, 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 I wanna feel human, not subhuman. <laughs> 
Oh, shame, man. But anyway, Sorry, who I, wants, who I, wants I, to I, give... I painted who, a bit of a grim picture. No, no, you, no, fuck, he probably deserves it, the fucker. Um, yeah, we don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I want to feel human. I don't want to feel like I've got like things crawling all over me. Thank you very much. And, and yeah, fuck, no, that, sure. fuck that. Out. But anyway, look, Ash, uh, it's a great album. And, and uh, you guys have... Um, Jeez, it's uh, it's fucking immense, and I'm really gonna listen to it in depth now. That, that the story behind Thank it you. makes the album even more desirably to listen to, if if that makes cool. sense. Cool. No, sure. I hear you, man. Thank you. Awesome, Ash, um, and to the rest of the guys, um, uh, if you're listening, thank you very much for um, tuning in, Ash, and uh, thanks for speaking thanks to me. Thanks for having and, us, and, man. Thanks um, for having me. Absolute pleasure, man. And I look forward to the next stuff. 2021 release. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Not, not, not this year. Absolutely. No, I doubt it. Ed. I mean, yeah, I mean, this year's a write-off for most things, but I doubt it's going to happen this year. On okay. that level there. Cool. Self-release I mean, stuff. Did, that would be great. Fuck managers. Yeah. Fuck everything else. Well, if I may say. <laughs> Warren, we, Warren we is such are... a classic guy there. I mean, the PMA <laughs> is such an awesome. Warren, you, you, you're not a prick. Don't worry. I'm not saying you're, <laughs> I'm not saying you're a prick. I don't say fuck managers. Uh, no, you, you see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, yeah. Dave, so, Fried, so Dave Friedman, to... you're a nice guy. You're a very, very cool guy. Management and bookings, and Warren Gentleman. is the medium publicity. And Warren, I, this is a, a message to you, Warren, directly. I'm sorry I didn't come through you to speak to Ash. I'm just saying sorry. This is a this is very much an impromptu chat request. So I apologize for that, Warren. At Plug Music Agency, you can call Warren on 0835480946. Warren at PlugMusicAgency.com for media and publicity. If you want to speak to um, Truth and Its Burden through management and bookings, you can speak to Dave Friedman, 0832050552. Dave at PlugMusicAgency.com. There you go. Shout out for you fellas. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate your time. <laughs> All right, Ash. Keep well and, and keep safe. And thanks very <laughs> much much man i hope to do another cool. one with Thanks, you guys sure. um uh with some with you and the rest of the band perhaps at some point uh when the new stuff comes out man cool trev before yeah. you go yes i did i did actually want to sort of just i tried to sort of circumvent around this thing but um i mean you could you could cut this off it doesn't really matter um but it is worth mentioning that our relationship with baron was not something that i felt would paint the picture for record labels as a whole our yeah, relationship absolutely. With, yeah. with, with, with Mongrel and with, with Just Music and, and Charles at Just Music, I think, I think it's going to be a, a great ride for us. You know, yeah, there's um, no we, generalization here with, with regards to that. With that stuff. Yeah, uh, we're we're yeah. just, uh, yeah, yeah. Venting on the circumstances yeah. that came to be our labor. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, de I definitely feel, I definitely feel we're, we're, um, we're on the right path with, with who we're working with now. And I've, awesome. I've seen that in the fruits of everything that the guys have already come forward with and, and helped us out with. So that is just something that I felt very necessary to, to say. Um, Alrighty. Cool, man. The truth cool. of this burden is fucking rad. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Alrighty, Ash. Keep on, man. Alrighty. You, man. Cheers. Bye.